0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Spilling Shea. I have so many like disclaimers to say before I get started today, so I'm just gonna go ahead and get them all out of the way. <laughs> number one, this is the first time, I, f- I find it a bit cringe when people go and like listen to their podcast, so I haven't actually listened to it until the last episode. I just took a listen and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like number one. I feel like the edits are a little rough, so um, I'm gonna have my producer Nibbly work on that. <laughs> Lol. Number two, I make so many sounds with my mouth swallowing sounds, lip smacking. Like, how do you guys listen to this? <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. I'm working so hard on making those less noticeable, but it's hard because, like, I don't know. That's just how I talk. I, I don't know. Um, This is so cringe, you just you never really notice that you do things like that until you actually go back and listen but anyway. um, Today I don't have any tea uh, in terms of a beverage I just have water because truthfully my life is so busy and I'll explain why. Um, I started a new class to get HR certified so I literally have class for two hours a day Monday and Wednesday and then I have to study. And then I also am doing my job search and interviewing at other companies and I have my full-time gig and I'm being given more responsibility. so like it is 5pm and I need to just like hurry and film this episode before I start my class. Um, So it's just lots of things are picking up but like you guys the one thing in life that gets me so excited is the fact that I can pick up and film these podcasts so they ain't going nowhere but um may not be having tea late at night which is what I've typically been doing because a bitch got to sleep and a bitch got to prep for interviews and shit like that and study oh my gosh (laughs) so today we are going to be talking about my experience growing up fat hence the title Uh, My journey with body confidence, my journey always being a bigger girl and stuff like that. There's going to be some funny stories thrown in there. There's going to be some more serious stories, some lessons learned. But this is a journey that I'm still on and I'm still learning about because, you know, I don't think anyone fully feels comfortable with their body and I'm still, you know, not at the place where I would want to be but I also feel like I got a couple messages from my growing up Egyptian video video. Here I am thinking I'm a YouTuber y'all podcast and a lot of you guys were saying that you know it was really relatable and that you couldn't wait for like the growing up fat episode because it's like something that you experienced too or maybe just like issues with weight. Um, I also want to have special guests on the podcast to talk about weight and losing weight and gaining weight and all that kind of stuff just to bring in some new perspectives. But I think it'd be interesting uh, for me to to share with you guys my own personal experience. So without further ado, let me grab a sip of water and we'll get started. Alright, so my childhood. So when I was really young, me and my siblings and my parents all lived in a small apartment here in Washington State. Um, and we were just, when I was a kid, we would just run around and play all day. We were always outside, like never inside, never eating. We like my, my mom would have to sit down and force us to eat. That was the level that we were. Uh, whereas now my mom has to force me not to eat, (laughs) but I've always been a really skinny kid. Um, like when I was really young, uh, very active and my sisters were kind of similar. And then my dad purchased a store, um, when we moved and the store was like a gas station it had candy chips all this junk food and it was also in the middle of nowhere so like the only way to go anywhere was to drive um so i slowly started to develop these eating habits um, of eating like really unhealthy food and not wanting to eat my mom's healthier food so like for example i was in love with pizza pockets and burritos and all that crap and i would eat that all the time and then in addition to that i would always 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 have a candy bar because i have such a sweet tooth if you guys know i would always have a candy bar or an ice cream or something to top off my meals like i was always eating sweets and my parents were really strict about it they were like oh like every once in a while okay But then I would start to, like, kind of go behind their back and, like, take more candy without them even realizing when I was a thief and a fat kid. (laughs) I just, like, ticked every box. But I started taking food without them even realizing, and they were, like... And then I think I was more so doing this than my siblings, like, because it really showed in my weight. Like, I was really putting on the weight, and it literally turned into, like, over the years... Uh, Probably until I was like around like nine ten years old. I was a fat-ass kid Like I had a bowling ball face a bowling ball body. I had a big stomach big legs big arms big everything Um, But I never thought of it as an issue like my mom would always say that's so unhealthy You're gaining so much weight, and I was like, oh, no, no, that's not that's that's fine. I'll be fine You're just being dramatic. I just kept eating all this crappy food and It was really bad, and like I got into middle school, and I feel like in elementary, end of elementary and middle school time frame is like when I actually, it actually hit me that I was like a fat girl, or like a big girl. Um, Like my classmates would be little skinny twigs that loved to run around outside, play, you know, football and soccer and all that kind of stuff, and I was always like just significantly bigger than them, and even like... You know the, the, the clothing that was popular in like that time frame when we were all in like middle or elementary. Um, it was like the low rise jeans and flare pants and this like ugly clothing and high rise was not even, you know, was not even of an idea in anyone's mind. And so I would wear like the low rise American Eagle jeans and then I would have my big ass muffin top pouring out of my jeans. And then I would wear a hoodie, like a large hoodie over it to cover it or a large sweater or anything like that to cover my fat. So I even I looked even bigger because I didn't know how to dress myself and I felt really insecure because there was like other girls that could wear t-shirts and tighter clothing. Um, Even just like you know those shirts that were like v-necks and then girls wore a little tank top under it, you know what I'm talking about. But like, those looks were really popular and I couldn't pull them off because I had this big ass stomach and this, you know, I was just, I just felt very, very, very ugly as a result of, I mean, the cultural insecurities from the Growing Up Egyptian podcast were one thing, but it was also my weight. Like, I just did not look cute. I was really big and I started, when I started to compare myself to the girls in my grade, I realized that I was like I feel really ugly compared to these girls. I feel really ugly. I feel like I can't dress properly and these weird, you know, these weird baggy clothes are the only things that I can wear. So I was it was just not a good situation and and going into middle school and high school time frame, we're going to talk about PE because as a fat kid <laughs> As a fat person the idea of working out is kind of insane but like as a fat kid that was on another level so pe stands for physical education if you didn't know which i'm sure you do but when i was like in middle school time frame i would always try to get out of doing gym uh or, or pe as as an elective um because we would have trimesters so three different um, parts of the year, and you'd have to take a PE course every single trimester. That was the way it was like an hour of fitness every single day. And I, in my opinion, that's a good thing. But like as a fat kid, I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, that's so I always get like I'm out, always out of breath and I'm all sweaty and it's uncomfortable. So I'm going to find out ways to try to get out of it. And I was really good at academics. And so I think at one point I might have tried to switch AP biology advanced placement biology with (laughs) with gym with PE to try to see if I could finesse the system the system finessed me by saying you fat bitch go to PE like you need to go work out so my plan didn't end up working but I mean it was fine whatever um but in general just like as a blanket statement throughout middle school and high school I was always picked last for sports so like we're talking when we would have soccer or um, dodgeball or did we do rugby? I don't remember. Um, Any sport that involved teamwork, I was always the one picked last. Always. Or second to last. And um, people kind of knew that I couldn't run very well. Um, And so, like, if if I was on a soccer team and, like, there was the option of someone passing the ball to me or, you know, putting it in the other person's In in our own goal, they would just do our own goal because they knew I couldn't run or like the ball would easily get stolen from me And so it's like I just kind of I, I, I don't think I don't remember if anyone explicitly said anything to me But it was like people always chose me last and people never gave me the opportunity to actually participate And so I would often just like run or walk near the ball to look like I was engaging with it, but like never actually participating and and you know i think the gym teachers were like oh damn people are really isolating her oh well (laughs) so it's probably not a good thing but i it, it just kind of that was the way it worked like i would dread gym gym class and then i would dread going and being picked last always and going and not being able to run very well and similarly to that is the mile. Y'all know we had to run the mile, I think it was like every other week or maybe once a month, something like that, we had to run the mile. Uh, Mine would linger around 11 or 12 minutes so it was like everyone would finish and like be resting or be talking or be walking another lap and then I would still be like quote, running the mile. Um and honestly in hindsight like you should just have kids do the mile without timing them like it's so fucked up that they time it and like encourage you to beat your goal like I guess that makes sense but it just put a really bad taste in my mouth made me feel hella insecure compared to the rest of my classmates but like it was so it was so intense for me and I would always feel so guilty and so shitty about myself when I wasn't able to go and run as fast as my teammates or like when people would be dead ass staring at me run because they had finished their mile like when i say i was the last or second to last person i was genuinely this last or second to last person to finish usually the last so like people would have already done the mile and would just kind of be standing waiting because usually the first half of the period would be like the mile and then we would do some fun activity so they're just waiting for the last fat kid to finish so they could do the activity so it was really like kind of a mind fuck for me to to uh, to be honest with the mile, and then <laughs> the pacer test, the fitness gram pacer. <sighs> if you guys didn't have this in your high school slash middle school, consider yourself blessed. But if you did have the fitness gram pacer test, you're about to feel the struggles. So first of all, before I get started, I'm just gonna recreate the. Just close your eyes. And let me recreate the fitness gram pacer test situation. All the students, all 25 students are lined up against the black dashed line out in the gymnasium. And you close your eyes getting ready for hell. And you hear loud in the speakers, The fitness gram pacer test is a test to test your wits and capabilities and to fuck you in the ass because it's so damn hard. Sorry, it doesn't actually go like that. But holy shit, you guys. Basically, for those of you who are privileged enough not to know what the pacer is, it's you you basically, um, there's a man's voice who's blaring through the speakers and then ticking sounds. And so you have to run from one side of the gym to another before the ticking sounds stop. And then with each round the ticking will get faster and then will last for a shorter amount of time so like it's basically testing how quickly you can run and what your endurance is in terms of running back and forth so of course I would be one of the first people to drop out of it or to not make it because it's so hard and like it, it takes so, you have to be like a skilled runner and able to kind of endure that and that and be able to endure it because it's not even like, you don't even get into a runner's high like you have to stop when it stops so it's really it's really hard and I just remember like I was always the one to finish first it was so embarrassing to like go and sit on the bleachers and watch everyone just like run and know that like you were (laughs) you natural selection took you out because you're fat and like you couldn't run the rest of the time so I just feel like in general PE and anything involving like the gym was just a very sore subject for me I was always better at academia because it was something that you didn't need to be physically fit to be able to do Um, and the gym was something that like the one thing I wasn't good at and the one thing that made me feel even fatter like I it, it was just not a great situation for me so you know after middle school into kind of the high school time frame I got into the mindset that like it will take a literal miracle for me to lose weight and so I was like you know what fuck it I might as well just keep eating cuz like why I'm just and, and honestly you guys I still fall into this mindset but it's like how can you like you it, it's gonna take a miracle for me to lose any weight <clears throat> and it's going to take so much out of me to just continue forward with it and like the the pleasures in life the delicacies in life are eating chocolate eating cake you know treating yourself to yummy food and even now like this is kind of a tangent but i find myself using food to cope with stress or you know that kind of stuff and so when i had my layoff situation like i would be like okay i can't wait for the end of the week or the end of the workday so i can go and grab chick-fil-a and like watch tv and make my and comfort myself by eating chick-fil-a and like that is a really dangerous habit to be in but like that was my mindset about food So anyway, back to this, I got into the mindset that it would take a miracle for me to lose weight, so I was like, you know what, I might as well just just keep eating and just not even care about it. And now I'll explain kind of how I sort of, kind of, a little bit got into fitness. Uh, because that's kind of an interesting and unique story, but I feel like I hadn't really consistently worked out unless I was forced to and even in PE, as you, as I told you guys, like I wasn't really that active, to be honest. So my sister, my oldest sister, I think she like moved back home with us or visited us at some point. She's six years older than me, so I think this is when I was like 14 or 15. Um, She was home for a bit and we started work. She was like, you know what? Why don't we just work out together? Like I'm trying to lose a few pounds and get toned. You should probably lose a few pounds and get toned. So let's just start together and like we can watch what we're eating. And I was like, okay, fine. And so, um, we started using Fitness Blender, which if you guys don't know, Fitness Blender is a YouTube channel and they basically, it's a man and and a woman, they're a couple, and they will make like 20 minute, usually around 20 to 30 minute workouts, sometimes upwards of an hour or an hour and a half. And it's like workouts that you can do at home. So like we'd be in the living room, we'd have the TV with Fitness Blender on and we would just follow along with their workouts. And I, and like... Every single day. I think the first day. I remember it kicked my ass like no other you guys I was on the floor panting I thought I I think I actually felt like I was gonna throw up because I hadn't actually like moved my body like that um, pretty much in my whole life and so um, I mean the burn felt great and I feel like people often say like oh when the way you feel after will keep encouraging you to go work out that's not true I felt like I was gonna vomit and I was like I don't want to do this and it was my sister who was like do it like we're gonna we're committing to this we're working out every day get your ass up we're, we're working out and then I was like oh fine so then I started to work out a little bit and I feel as though I might have like kick my metabolism or something Because I started to, you know, over a few weeks and months, I started to lose weight. I think I might have lost like 10 to 15 pounds or something like that. Um, And then I started to feel stronger. Like I would do the workouts traditionally that I would really struggle in. But after a month or so, I started doing them with kind of, not. I wouldn't say ease, but they were significantly easier. And then I would go ahead and be able to do them a lot long for a lot longer which felt amazing like I felt great being able to do that um but it was definitely difficult like I don't want to sit here and say just do it because it'll feel great it's really freaking hard it is really hard to get into fitness and to be consistent with it and those that do like major kudos to you but it's not easy especially when you don't see results overnight it's like really difficult to keep forward with it um but yeah, and, and after a couple months, I think she, you guys, my memory is so foggy. I don't know if she moved back out or she left or something happened or we both just kind of gave up, but we kind of fell off of it, um, of the working out kind of wagon. And I kind of, like, ev- over the years, I've gone back on to working out for maybe like a couple weeks or a couple months, and then I'll stop and then I'll be really into it and then I'll stop. Um... But it's, it's really difficult for me to stay consistent. And like I said, in the beginning of this podcast, this is not like a happy story that has a bow tie ending. This is like, I'm still on this journey. I still don't really know how to work out properly and, you know, keep consistent with it. Um, but I also feel like it's, it's, a, it's a journey that you go on and I know what the tools and the toolbox are to get me there. It's just a matter of picking them up and staying consistent with it. That was a really stupid analogy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but and i also like for me personally i want to you know lose weight for the for the reason not for the wrong reasons for the right reasons like i think back in the day i was like i want to look pretty i want to look desirable and not that i want to lead a healthier lifestyle and be more fit and be stronger and feed my body with the nutrients it needs and the exercise it needs in order to function, in order for me to lead a healthy life. It was like, well, I want to, you know, look cute like the girls in my school, which is, again, not a good motivation to have. Your motivation should be to lead a better lifestyle and and to be healthier. But easier said than done, that's for sure. So I want to kind of briefly discuss um how my weight has affected me throughout my life because i think this is something that a lot of people can relate to as well um i always kind of thought like i mentioned earlier that i was ugly because of my weight like i this is kind of interesting and i've, I've had conversations with friends about this but i feel as though i am defined by my weight um and i felt this way for for most of my life like i walk into a room And I think, oh, their perception of me is, oh, there's a fat person walking into this room, which in like, like truthfully, you guys, if there's someone bigger than me that walks into a room, my perception of them is not, oh, they're fat. It's like, oh, a human being is walking into the room. No one thinks that way. No one is that cruel, but I always thought of it that way. And like. And similarly, it's like, I, I didn't think that I was ever attractive enough for someone to, like, have a crush on me. Um, so I always thought, this is very vulnerable, oh my gosh. <laughs> I always thought that, like, if someone liked me, there must be something wrong with them. Or they must think that, oh, she's easy because, you know, she just wants validation because she's a fat girl. Like, those are the things that would go through my mind and... Truthfully, sometimes still do because it's really challenging to get out of that mindset. And we, as a society, place so much value on people's weight and appearance that, like, it's really challenging to be not the standard of beauty from from a body perspective, and then actually feel confident and beautiful in your own skin. How can you, when like everything that is considered hot around you is half your size, right? Like that, it was really, really difficult for me to feel like I could be defined by anything other than my weight and to feel like, you know, even in corporate America, like, people always say the most attractive people get the promotions and get further in life and then I was like, is my, is me being fat and as a result maybe perceived as ugly going to hold me back from my career? You know, it's, it's just a lot of self-deprecating type of thoughts come into your head when you have this perception that you're ugly um, and like and I I've always had this perception that like I'm not the most attractive person when I go out with my group of friends and I've just internalized that and that's how I've always been like I always am just like oh I'm the funny fat girl but it's like no I have other things about me that make me desirable even though I'm big and and, and being big is desirable to some people or to, to, to whoever but at the end of the day, it's like not everything should be centered around your weight and, you know, not everything should, from a physical perspective, you shouldn't place all your value on your weight. Um, and then similarly, I think I mentioned this before, but my weight affected me by becoming kind of like the, my clutch or my security blanket, as weird as that sounds. So, like, I would say, oh, you know, if I were skinny, I wouldn't feel guilt, or if I were skinny, I'd feel guilty about eating what I'm about to eat, but since I'm fat, it's, it's okay. Like, I'm just gonna make, I'll just look the same. I'll always be this bigger version of myself. And so when I went through the layoff, when I went through, I, I, I didn't get into this program at the University of Washington after applying like hella times. I got rejected so many times and it was so difficult for me. And then even, you know, a couple of years ago when I was applying to a job that I really desperately wanted and interviewed for and I didn't get it, like all of those experiences, were so difficult for me to process and i felt like such a failure and the one thing that brought me so much comfort was like oh i can go home and eat oh i can go and get chick-fil-a oh i can go and get taco bell or mcdonald's or whatever and or i could get takis hot cheetos whatever the situation may be it's like that's how it affected me in an emotional way like being fat was like i was okay with it, it and it Um, allowed for me to go and continue to eat more in order to cope with whatever it is I was going with, going through. I hope that kind of makes sense, but I feel like, just like the mindset I had about my own body from a physical standpoint and a mental standpoint was really grossly unhealthy and like I said truthfully, I still fall into these habits, I still fall into these thought patterns, and I'm trying to curb my own thoughts and be more of a confident gal, but it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen over a couple months or even years. Like it's gonna take a long time for me to retrain my brain to think in the way that I deserve to be thought about, if that makes sense. So that brings me to where I am today. Um, For me with the quarantine, like everyone else, I started to walk um, and just make exercise a little bit more enjoyable um and just do subtle things like truthfully you guys i don't go and work out every single day or do these crazy workouts go to the gym which by the way if you're going to the gym i would not trying to get covid let's just put it that way but you know still trying to find ways to make things enjoyable so like for me i go on walks i will go on easy hikes because hard hikes make me really uncomfortable and annoyed um, or I will, you know, go in the summer. I would go swimming in the lake with friends, um, which is also a form of working out, or just in general, finding ways to just be more active. Um, like if I'm going to meet up with my friends for brunch, for example, like then afterwards, we would just walk around the city, or we would go and do something that involved walking around and moving our bodies. Um, Which is a form of exercise without actually being so, you know, I wouldn't dread it as much, which is how I feel about exercise 99% of the time. But it's something that I can make more into a lifestyle um, and less of, you know, a chore. Um, And similarly, like now, after work, I'll put my AirPods in. Subtle flex that I have AirPods. Sorry, I hate myself, you guys. (laughs) I'll put my headphones in and go for a walk and listen to podcasts, catch up on podcasts for the week. Or watch YouTube videos or, you know, listen to something or I'll talk to my mom or dad or my siblings or my friends while I'm walking, um, which just makes the time fly by. But I just find subtle ways to make myself more active. And then also um i mentioned my struggle with food consumption but i try not to have junk food in the house and then i limit the amount of snacking that i do So like for, right now i work from home 100 percent of the time because of covid so it's really easy for me to go downstairs and get 77 snacks and bring them up and just sit and eat but now i'm like no if i'm hungry let me just go get some water and only eat you know my breakfast food and then a uh, one lunch and then if i want a snack snack on carrots or like some fruits or something and not chips and cookies the way i used to um but just fill my my body with like things that will fuel it and make me feel full faster if that makes sense but Before I would have like hella chips and candy and stuff in the house And then I would find like while I was on a meeting just listening I would just eat like a half a bag of chips, which is so wrong And so that is another thing that's really helped me my sister and I also have a pact not to eat out as much Um, Traditionally, you know, especially with COVID, like I was so just triggered by everything so i would go out and get you know fast food or i'd get takeout quite a bit and so now my sister and i have a pack that we only eat out once a week um and otherwise we just make food at home um or we'll just buy groceries and make something simple for dinner at home but like eating out is a huge not only is it um financially bad Um, also is really bad for you in terms of your health, like literally the amount of shit that these especially fast food restaurants put in their food. Oh my god, just yeah, staying away from that and trying to eat at home as much. It's also safer because COVID is, you know, a thing. Um, Although conveniently, a lot of you have forgotten that COVID is a thing. Sorry, I'm getting off on 88 different tangents. I'm so sorry. And then also Nilly, my sister had this what I thought to be the stupidest New Year's resolution last year, which was to eat one vegetable every single day, I said, "Child, one vegetable every day is not going to change your life, but it actually has." I think she lost quite a bit of weight just by like. There's probably other factors, but like making sure to incorporate veggies into her um, into her meals. So like for me now, I'll just eat a cucumber with with meals or just try to incorporate more vegetables i snack on carrots until my face turns orange like just trying to incorporate that um as well and then from a mental health perspective i started following influencers and like people on instagram and stuff who are bigger and show how like they show off their body and the way they dress and they're confident in it and traditionally all the like YouTubers and celebrities and influencers I followed were all stick skinny white girls and I was like damn I could never, even if I was that skinny, I could never look like that in terms of race Um, but especially their bodies, like it wasn't even my body type but I was like lusting after that type of body and then I realized I was like this is really unhealthy for me I'm kind of becoming a crazy bitch over, over this and like I'm fueling my own insecurities And so I decided to follow influencers that were, you know, bigger and had body shapes that looked more like mine. And it really inspired me because I was like, damn, like I'm still on this health journey. I'm still trying to lead a healthier lifestyle, but like the weight is not going to fall off in one day. It's going to take time. So like I should love and be confident in my body the way it looks now. Um, And not just love it when, you know, eventually, whenever I get to that point, it looks the way I want it to look in the future. So um, that's a huge thing, just following people, like, surrounding yourself with people that, um, on social media, that uplift you. And, like, you can definitely mute people or unfollow people or block people that make you feel a certain type of way. It's not you being insecure, it's you doing what's best for you. So do you, boo. Um, And then also like I started watching a lot more YouTubers and like looking on Pinterest, which Pinterest doesn't have that many different size bodies on it. But um, I did find a couple of like Pinterest people that I started to follow. Um, for just like fashion inspiration, for body confidence inspiration um, but there are designated YouTubers too that make body confidence videos and fashion videos for like bigger girls and it has been so amazing because like a lot of them have my same style and so I just replicate what they wear and you guys, I feel amazing when I do that and like look hot and banging and like I feel great about myself and that's based off of who I choose to follow and what I choose to consume on social media um, and I feel like now I'm like really like I said I'm, I'm not at my I guess target weight for being where what I would want to look like and be healthy but I also am like embracing what my body looks like now because this is who I am which is like a big step um, and then kind of to follow off of that um, dressing myself in a way I feel like going back to me being in middle school and wearing oversized things I've kind of always been more comfortable in oversized things because they don't cling to my body and so I'm learning how to, based off of these influencers and YouTubers and stuff, I'm learning how to style my body in a way that makes me, number one, feel comfortable, but also flatters my figure and then is stylish and is you know serves my own style and sense of style and how I want to look to the world. Um, And I really, I've started to curate my wardrobe to make sure I incorporate things like that that just make me feel like a hot bitch. You feel me? Like, yeah. And I think this confidence I'm building now is going to reflect regardless of if I'm this size for the rest of my life, if I'm bigger than this, if I'm smaller than this in the future, just like whatever shape I am, the confidence I'm building now is going to resonate for for years to come, for my lifetime, hopefully, inshallah. So that brings me to the end. Um, This isn't a bow tie ending like I feel like a lot of people think maybe it should be or maybe it is. I'm still on this journey. I still revert back to my fat girl. I'm not desirable and ugly thoughts. I still revert back to wanting to eat to soothe my you know feelings about myself but i just wanted to share and be vulnerable and share my story and and my experiences and my thought processes because i know there are so many people girls and boys who can relate um on some level to this or can maybe learn something about this um and to know that you know it's, it's a journey that we're all on and it's not going to change for you overnight. And that as cheesy as this fucking sounds, confidence comes from within. So, you know, build your confidence, dress yourself, um, you know, do things that make you feel good about you and that will shine through. So you don't have to be a size zero to feel confident or to wear nice clothes or to feel amazing about yourself um and it's it's a journey that we're all on and you're gonna get there bitch you're gonna get there if i'm getting there anyone can get there (laughs) y'all oh my gosh um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i know this one's a little bit shorter but um i just feel like i want to speak my mind speak my truth about something because this is so prevalent on my mind especially you know being home a lot more being on social media a lot more because of the quarantine and the pandemic like i just feel like this is something that i wanted to talk about and hopefully you guys can relate to it to a certain extent or maybe to every extent i don't know i don't know how that saying goes sorry um i hope you guys enjoyed it stay tuned for the coming episodes um i want to start having guests a lot of you guys are saying that you would love to have guests the problem is is like like I mentioned, my schedule is extremely busy right now, um, and so are like most people in my life are working from home and have other things going on. So it's difficult to coordinate with people um, to get them to kind of, you know, record. And then also you have to do preparation in advance, discuss what you want to discuss, and plan it out a little bit. So there's definitely some prep that goes into it. But fear not, you guys topics on dating sex religion um what else what else are coming up topics on friendship toxic friends all that kind of stuff uh just everything is coming up i don't want to have any reservations with this podcast i just want it to be full and authentic and real and raw and so i hope that you guys will look forward to those and stay tuned Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have an excellent rest of your day and TTYL, I guess.